The views and opinions expressed by individuals on the following program do not necessarily reflect those of the network, Guys Guy Radio, and its platforms. It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins. Guys Guys Radio. We're here to inform you, inspire you, empower you, and get you to think, feel, and who knows, maybe even act by virtue of the journeys, stories, experiences, and insights of the guests I bring you each and every week to the show. And once again, this week is no exception. Today, we're going to talk about relationships and how to keep them healthy and strong and keep those fires burning, no matter how long you've been with somebody. And our special guest is a return guest and a friend, the Guys Guys Radio, very popular, Silka Schwarzkopf. She's the host and producer of the popular YouTube series, which I've been a guest on many, many times, and it's called Second Act TV. And we're going to talk all about you know, how to keep things together, because over time, we have a lot of stress on relationships. People grow in different directions. They're not attracted to one another the way they usually were. And sometimes those love contracts kind of run out and people outgrow one another and it's tough. And that's why the divorce rate is so high. And that's why people are swiping left and right so much and looking and looking and looking and trying to find new love because they're not satisfied with their current relationship or their current their past relationship just didn't work so we're going to get into that and so much more today here on guys guys radio and kind of why do i want to cover this topic i just think it's so important that uh we explore how to keep things going because as i just mentioned it's very easy to get out of a relationship divorce is hard and that takes lawyers and money and stuff like that but the, the fact of just walking away, just saying, I don't want to be with you anymore, that's pretty easy to do. The logistics of it are sometimes very difficult. And it's, it's too easy from a standpoint of like, I outgrew this person, or I don't find them attractive, or I had a friend tell me that, um, oh, uh, my ex, she didn't laugh at my jokes anymore. And there's a lot of reasons why we want to seek greener pastures when we've been in a relationship for a while. And we've all been there, and we've all at least I've been blindsided where thinking well, a relationship I was in was working. I mean, the way I would roll with it is that if I had an issue, and I think a lot of guys are this way, if I had an issue with a relationship, I bring it up, talk about it. And I listen to my partner and my partner says something I like, I'm like, cool, that's good. And if not, then we discuss it for a bit. And then I realize that, okay, he has a different perspective than I do on this, and I can I have to determine what, if that works for me or not. Is it a deal breaker or not? Is it something we can change? Is it something we can compromise on? And sometimes it is, and sometimes it isn't. But I think that it's a matter of uh, communication styles a lot of times, because many times, and I've talked to a lot of women, and I've been on the receiving end of this, where women are dissatisfied with the communication and the, their needs aren't being met in a relationship, emotional or otherwise, and they don't feel the guy is listening or paying attention. And ultimately, the guy gets dumped. And many times, he's not aware that things were so uh, in dire straits, if you will, with the relationship. I've been there myself. And it's kind, it's kind of a, a joint effort here where sometimes uh, 
uh, one partner is expressing in their own way the fact that they're dissatisfied with certain things and they want to talk about things and they may not feel that their partner is paying attention. And that happens. And the partner may feel like, oh, I heard her or I heard him or I heard you, and yet I really don't agree, but it doesn't seem to be that big a deal. Well, these things add up, as we know, over time. And ultimately, half the relationships in America, in terms of marriages even, are break up. And we move through different passages in our life and different levels in our lives. And sometimes we, we do outgrow our partners and people go in different directions. So it's understandable. But isn't it worth a conversation? Well, that's what we're going to do right here on Guys Guys Radio with my special guest, Silke Schwarzkopf. It's Guys Guy Radio. Okay, Guys Guys Radio, the interview portion of our show, and I'm pleased to bring back a welcome guest and a friend of Guys Guys Radio, my friend and the host of the very popular YouTube sensational show, Second Act TV, really big show right now, and my special guest, Silka Schwarzkopf. She's a producer. She's the host. It's rapidly growing. I've been a frequent guest on there, and if you've checked it out, you'll have a lot of fun. There are quick segments about all types of things, about relationships and how we relate to one another when we're over 50. So today, we're going to talk about how to keep love alive and keep kind of the fires burning in relationships when we're over 50. So Silka and I are going to do a deep dive on this. But first, I want to welcome you back to the show, Silka. It's great to see you. It's great to see you. And thank you for that nice introduction. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, uh, you know, we've talked about relationships so many times on your show. And I think this is a kind of a broad topic for us. But I think it's an important one because when we're a lot of times we talk about finding a partner. But let's mm -hmm. talk about when you're in a relationship, because so many people over 50 are in relationships. And a lot of times they don't work out over time. And there's many different reasons. So I think we want to find some solutions here. So let's talk about how to keep love alive, how to keep the fires burning, how to keep things fresh after 50. So as we know, Silka, love is love and people are people. And we live in a fast-paced world and things change virtually each and every day. From your own perspective and from that, what you've heard from your guests and the experts that you interview, what are some of the biggest challenges in keeping relationships fresh and alive when you're over 50? Well, yeah, wish I knew. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, I I don't position myself as an expert at all. That's why I interview people who are, and I've gotten a lot of input, and uh, certainly have my own opinions as well. I think, uh, in, in basically, the, the overarching answer to your question is, you have to continue to like each other. Love is one thing; liking is something else, and and to want to be with this person, and then you know not settle into a, a mundane routine, which is what we tend to do as, as as you know we we're together, and a lot of times, like you said, we we concentrate a lot on finding love. In some ways, that's that's the easy part; <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, it's the hard part to stay together. So yeah, this is a great topic. Now, people grow at different paces, um, and sometimes they grow apart, and sometimes they grow together. My conjecture is that one of the keys to keeping things fresh, ongoing, is for both people to keep learning and then have things that they can discuss with one another and share with one another. I, I was inspired by this because I was watching uh, my mother-in-law. She's 84 years old. I posted a video of her on, on Facebook 
of her playing ping pong. She just took up ping pong. She's playing that. She's also just started doing artwork and she sent us some artwork. I was like, this is amazing. She's 84. Now her husband passed, but she does this because it interacts with, she likes to do it. Mm -hmm. She's passionate about it. And it opens up new, new groups of friends for her and Mm -hmm. keeps her mind active and fresh. And I think this relates also to relationships where if two people are stagnant and they get too comfortable and they're not learning as individuals, it can rub the relationship the wrong way, if you will. What are your thoughts on that, Silka? And what have you heard? Well, yeah, I mean, that that, obviously that makes sense. I think keeping it fresh long term, there's more underlying stuff to that, because when you happen together long term, you, there's a lot of stuff that has happened and and just the examination of whether or not there's resent you know what 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 is your uh what is your relationship like right now is in in answering your question sometimes you just don't want to do activities with somebody uh you know you just want to get away from this person and that's what, well your it, partner right it's true. You know, if if you don't like each other, back to my first point, mm-hmm. you're not uh, likely to, to seek that, which, though, is is really important to do. Sometimes it can be challenging because uh, if you, again, if you if you if you're set in a routine and then all of a sudden the other person starts interesting, let's do this. There there, there can be uh, miscommunication or, or misinterpretation that something's not right with the relationship. It's, I mean, it's really, we, we just talked about this on another show. That's why it came into my head. Uh, it, it, it can be a challenge. Yes, you, you want to keep that fresh, but um, you also have to have a really clear understanding of where your relationship is uh, so nothing gets misinterpreted where all of a sudden one person, you know, develops all these new interests. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. And it actually leads into the next question I had, which is about um, assessing where we are with the relationship. Because a lot of times men and women look at the relationships from a different, through a different lens. As I've said repeatedly, men are pretty simple. If they have an issue, they'll bring it up. They want to talk about it and uh, they'll listen to you and you have a conversation. And then pretty much if they agree, they agree. If they disagree, they disagree. And then they'll make the decisions based on that but they're not going to drill too deeply. The, uh, well, a woman might look at it from a lot of different angles. Uh, uh, man, sometimes guys, just they're pretty simple. If it's working, I don't say anything. If it's not working, I'll bring it up. Women are always trying to find ways to improve the relationships. So I guess my question is, who is asking the questions about the state of the relationship more frequently, men or women? And they are asking and they're looking at things differently. Oh, women. <laughs> I mean, you know, th- th- there's always, of course, exceptions, but absolutely. You know, it's we overthink. Sometimes that's good. Most of the time it's not. And the way you start the question is that, you know, mo- most men and women think differently. I don't think most do. I think all all everybody does. There is such a, a huge difference. That's one of the big things that I've learned just by interviewing all these these experts, just the degree to which we are different and really how simple it is to 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 not fix it necessarily, but work within those differences if we just understand them. And yeah, I, women, absolutely. We, we overthink, we, we, well, we want things to work. And then a lot of times that uh, gets over or comes over as criticism when really it's well-intended, uh, you know, 
something to, to well, to fix something. <laughs> uh, but again, so many misinterpretations. I don't even know where to start. There, I mean, there's so much to talk about when it comes to the differences, you know, between men and women and understanding how those hurt or, or help a relationship. And this could also, if it's a if it's a same sex relationship, or even if it's a throuple or whatever it is, the communication issues will come up. But what we're saying is like men and women kind of think in its in the old fashioned, the old fashioned <laughs> definition, uh, think kind of differently and think differently when it comes to relationships in terms of how they communicate. So, do, do you think that? Well, uh, the, and and from what you've heard, the guys sometimes get into this because they're not going to say too much. If you, they don't say anything, you can assume they're happy. That's what I'm saying. Um, if they have an issue, they'll bring it up. But if they don't, they're not going to. They're going to. They, okay, things are good. So, do you think? And from what you've heard. The guys get in a comfort zone and they like to hang out at home or like to hang with their friends or whatever. And instead of paying more attention to their partners because they're taking things kind of for granted and they're not doing it with the intention of taking things for granted, but they don't realize that their behavior could be sending out signals that they're taking things for granted. And oh, by the way, they may actually be subconsciously taking things for granted. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that that's probably true for most relationships. Once, you know, when in during the courting uh, uh, phase, you know, you we're both in our best behavior. We try to make the other person happy. And then once once that's accomplished, we go to our comfort zone. And yes, men, I, I think men absolutely uh, take that for granted, not even realizing it, because again, from uh, John Gray is explains this really well. But you know, the goal of of men is to make women well, one of them anyway. If 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 you go with you know uh, Dr. John Gray, is to make a woman happy. And so once he's accomplished that, that it's okay not to not to do that anymore. Not 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 to um, you know to sit back and <laughs> get in their comfort zone without you know trying to keep making you know that being in that chase mode and then that gets misinterpreted by women that they don't understand you know the 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 need for well again what john gray calls cave time or just alone time or or you know just wanting to be in your thoughts shut down time that that is not not a you know this is this isn't a bad thing <laughs> mm-hmm. you know this this is this is very normal and i also i want to follow up on what you said earlier that that uh you know the old this is the old-fashioned way which that just is astounding to me you know of course we're, we're talking about you know heterosexual mm-hmm. uh monogamous relationships right. and that has become an old-fashioned thing or is becoming and that's I, I find that extremely interesting as we you know go on with these uh, interviews and dating terms like what you and I talked right. about so lots of dynamics you know in in this topic and I know on our channel it's uh you know 50 and over so so we're very comfortable speaking to quote unquote the old-fashioned <laughs> way of thinking because we have to understand that in this right. new world but I know you have younger uh, listeners as well so I you know I, I I thought about this before coming on is like how 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 does it relate can, can you even understand that there is a difference between men and women and that's okay <laughs> it's not that they're not equal mm-hmm. but there's a difference i'm sorry there is <laughs> right and uh, some of that a good portion of that's driven by culture because i always like to break it down that people are people 
and people, you know, how we've defined the roles for men and women has, you know, that's our, from our generation. But if you go back to like Native Americans and all, they had five or six different, you know, uh, names for how people, their cultural behavior yeah. or whatever, how they fit in. And my my stance always is, you know, there's not enough love in the world. And I think you'd agree to that. Every, whatever anybody wants to refer to himself as. So while we're having this discussion, we're using kind of the over 50 understood as a group collective consciousness about what a guy is and what a woman is in a heterosexual relationship. So I hope we haven't, you know, uh, alienated anybody based on how we're talking about. No, I, I, That's I our think audience too. I think all the shifts are are great and interesting. I certainly yeah. wasn't implying in any uh, course, way, shape, or form that there was something wrong with that. I just find it super interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I I also think that it's okay that that you know we we are physically different, and then that that yes that caught that there's differences, and that's okay. We need to work within those differences, no matter where we are, uh, you know, culture wise mm -hmm. or otherwise. Um, My opinion. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Um, getting into some specifics, more tactics, if you will. And it's an old adage saying like, you know, date night or like you're always dating. You, you know, I think what happens a lot of times is people don't realize that, you know, there's always other people out there and they don't realize that you kind of have to have a dating mentality throughout your relationship, no matter how long you've been together. I mean, that doesn't mean like you behave like when you just started dating, but you have to remember that you pursued this person or you were open to this person and you liked this person. And before falling in love with this person, and you want to do things to impress them. And then over time, you just take it, ah, there he is, or there she is, ah, after like left his socks in the floor again, and like a toothpaste in the sink, or whatever it is. And it becomes a whole different um, paradigm that we're dealing with, with the, with the relationship. So how do you think it's important to have like date nights and how to have that dating mentality even if you've been together for 30 years? You know, Robert, I'm going to be really honest here. <laughs> Please. Because I think, yeah, sure, it's important. I just don't think people do it. And 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 it's almost, it can be awkward sometimes. Again, people will disagree with me, but you're asking for my opinion as well as what I've heard. My opinion is that sometimes that 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 can be awkward, especially for men. They don't really, I don't know. I don't know how how easy it is to actually implement that. You know, let's do date night. I, I think, I don't know, maybe more subtly. Uh, does that, I, I don't know if that makes sense or not. Mm -hmm. no, I, I totally get you. You don't want to make it like so overt that you're being horny, but it's nice to say, okay, I think it's about always having some surprises there. Yes. Delighting. Uh, yeah. It's like a good story. Like you get the ending that you want, not in the way you expect. It's like you want to have some surprises to keep the that's another way of keeping the relationship fresh. Right. Um right. so date well, date having a date night is actually not a bad idea as long as you don't make it too official that you just do nice things for the other person. Well, that it doesn't become a chore or something. Right, right. I've, and the reason I bring that up is I I actually heard that and and it kind of made made sense. Well, we have to we have to have date night or you know, we have to do it you don't want to have to do anything. You right, want to right. want to do something. And that's why I'm saying in a more subtle way that you can, you know, just encourage encourage things along. I actually had a this was interesting to me again goes back to what uh you know therapy in our days or marriage counseling was and most most of the counselors would uh, or therapists would say you know don't watch you know get away from the tv do you know you need to focus on each other and i interviewed uh dr raymond Presson, and 
he's he's the one and he definitely comes from that era very very funny as well but he said you know i actually encourage my couples to watch tv together because that's a very subtle way to connect over something that you can later talk about or it, it, that for some reason i mean this is nothing new but that makes so much sense to me if you can just share something comfortably that you can then connect over yeah I think that's so true because what happens now, I mean, I'm in a household, there's three of us and you, at eight o'clock in the evening, you walk by, there's three different devices going. Right. And uh, I think that's how it is nowadays. And so to find something that sometimes I've instituted actually here in the Manny household, the guy's guy household, Friday night, we have movie night. So we find a family friendly movie and something, some new information from my son and the three of us get together and we sit on the couch and we watch the movie together. And yeah, I love that. Turn that's all the so, lights off. It's cool. Yeah, it's it's easy to do. It's easy, to, you know, there's no pressure there. And yeah, yeah. yeah, you can actually enjoy doing it together versus thinking. And, you know, obviously this isn't for every, you know, no. some people really would enjoy this. I'm not saying that nobody mm, does right. this. But, you know, from talking to people and then my own view on it, it, it starts to become a chore. Like, what? well, what are we going to do? <laughs> right. It happens a lot. So Guys Guys Radio, my special guest is the host and producer of Second Act TV, the rapidly expanding YouTube channel with great content about relationships over 50. And that's what we're talking about right now, how to kind of keep love alive and keep things fresh. So it's interesting. I sat, I was mentioning earlier, Silka, that I sat on a panel the other day and it's, one of the topics was emotional availability in, in men. Mm -hmm. And I found it um, interesting that a couple of the sidebar comments in the chat room were, were about two, two ladies, in fact, said, I've been in this relationship for three years and he's a liar. And I uh, he's now he's I realize he's not emotionally available. And I'm thinking to myself, did it take you three years to figure that out? So the the issue of emotional availability, mm -hmm. is that sometimes swept under the rug? Or do we think that we know this person? And then as we get deep into the relationship, we realize that this person is different, distant based mm -hmm. on who I thought he was or who he really is or who I've turned him into, his behavior is a reflection of how we're, you know, our, our interaction. What are, what are your thoughts on this? The issue of is emotional availability um, a obstacle or a bump in the road to long-term relationship success and keeping things alive? Uh, well, I think it's key. I, I, I want to clarify what how I what what when you say emotional uh, availability, what that means to me. That strictly means that you have the ability to empathize and to to read the other person. That that you can understand what they're thinking or feeling. And I mean, do you agree with that, or what? How, in what reference are you using? Yeah, I, uh, what is emotional availability? I, I I like to keep it simple. To me, somebody's responsive and they're mm -hmm. available. And they're mm -hmm. open-minded and they can talk about things. It's not just, pro it's not just a guy being a problem solver. It's about right. what are you passionate about? How do you, how do you feel? And sometimes it's difficult to get, and, and, and some of the people on the panel uh, who were uh, attending had trouble where, how do I get the guy, you know, in a position where he's uh, emotionally available, meaning responsive. And it's like, well, ask questions that, you know, find out instead of like the one question that one of the panel members uh, asked was asked, well, one of the audience members said, forgive me, um, was about how do you feel about being emotionally triggered? And I'm like, well, that's that's a question that really shut a guy down. You want to find out about find out about what they're passionate about, get them talking about things they're interested in. And then then that's how that's feelings. 
Right. And then work work off of that. Now, if you're with a partner, you've been with somebody for a couple of years, you should be able to know their you know their trigger points in a good way as to what turns them on. How can I get them going? Oh, they love the Padres or the Dodgers, whatever. I can get them talking about that or golf. Tell me about your round. And now a half hour later, you you know they're up to the fifteenth hole or whatever. But what golfers really get into it and remember every shot on every hole. So I guess the issue is you have to find ways of bringing out the emotional availability in your partner. I think it's a huge factor in relationships, new or existing relationships. And when you if that gets shut down, that means the relationship in many ways is shut down. Oh, I, I totally agree. No, it's, it's, it's huge. And I think the the term that when you, when you have emotional availability is, is misleading, especially when men hear it. <laughs> Oh, no, I have to talk about feelings. And that's not what it is. It is really about, you know, vulnerable communication. That's another word that could trigger. Mm, Vulnerable, like vulnerable. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I mean, it it comes down to communication and again, understanding the different communication styles that are, again, in general, generally speaking, are true for men and women. And again, you know, we're talking about relationships between men and women and, you know, like men, for example, in what I've been told by the experts is that one of the, their core needs is appreciation, yes. appreciation. And that. You froze for a second there. So. Okay. Just take it again. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Like for, for example, one of the, uh, a man's key needs, you know, is, is appreciation they they want to be believed in and and if you can you know bring that across i'm i'm proud of you i if you make your man feel like that there's going to be good communication and on the other hand for women their number one need is connection <laughs> you know be it touch be it uh, uh, talking uh, eye, eye contact I, yeah, eye contact, but is that connection? Women want connection. And a lot of that is is talking, which, you know, sometimes men would rather shut down. <laughs> so it's just, you know, maybe understanding just those differences. Yeah, that, I think so. So, Yeah. Even putting, you know, the phone, when your partner's talking to you, don't, yeah, I know you've heard them a million times and you, you know what they're saying, but put the phone down and like, look at, over at them. I think that creates a connection. I think guys, I know I'm guilty of that sometimes where, okay, I feel I can do like five things at once, but it's better to do one thing well and not kind of half-ass it as, as they say. So yeah. let's switch to a more fun part of the, t- uh, the topic <laughs> of the curriculum. Um, should, you know, I was talking about this uh, the other day with my wife and I said, what do you, you know, the long-term thing, people have different kind of men and women, they're on different sex schedules as they grow, they go through the years. And that's a that's a tough that can be choppy waters to navigate. And she said something that was really interesting to me. She said, you know, I'm like appreciative. The way I look at it is we're on a different schedule in terms of, you know, who's more Randy than the other person. I won't say who, but I think you can guess. And then but I am appreciative that my husband finds me so attractive after being together for 13 years. And that's a very interesting way of looking at it. So, you know, her thing is like, when I'm into it, I'm really into it. When I'm not into it, you know, uh, let's talk about something else or whatever. And I thought that's pretty cool. And I guess my question is, how is is it necessary? How do people best navigate the the diverse sexual needs they have for intimacy? Is it should you schedule it? 
you want to keep everybody happy, but it's a lot of it comes from a mindset. Like yes. guys don't want it. If she doesn't want, it's no fun. Like I want to have sex and she doesn't want it. Like, it's like, it takes all the steam out of it. She's just is a mercy. What, you know what? And it's like, you don't want that. And uh, for women, it's like, oh no, not again, type of thing where they're a lot of times on a different schedule as they age sexually than men. And it, then it, the, the roles shift in terms of, you know, they can be grandier than the guys. So how do you, what's, what have you heard about navigating this often tricky issue, Silka? Yeah, tricky. Uh, my God, that's a big topic. It's funny. I just had a, uh, did, in, the, easy for me to say, I just did a segment on that with uh, Tiff Tiffany Yelverton, one of our sexual health experts, where we, the, the topic was busting some of the myths of what men okay. think women want, mm -hmm. and where where I think that a lot of the, the issues lie of women, you know, quote unquote, not wanting to have sex as they as they age or as a relationship goes along. It's typically because it's not good. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, if, if a woman doesn't want, yeah, and then yes, of course, there, there are other, you know, exceptions you have bad days and that that sort of thing but if it's a trend or if it's something that's existed at some point you know with our audience on second act for years and years then it, it, it's because there's something really wrong with with their sex life and that that's one thing that men actually need to understand you know what is it that women really want and need in the bedroom. And we don't have educate our generation certainly wasn't educated on you know sex. I mean the it's pretty much you know don't do it. <laughs> you yeah. know it's shame it's it you just didn't talk about the things that really make your sexual uh, your sexual connection great. Mm -hmm. And Sometimes, yes, I, you know, again, if you're in a long-term marriage, like I was, I was married 25 years, 10 of which, and I've talked about this openly, was sexless because it was horrible. I, I didn't want to be with him. One, he wasn't, you know, it wasn't any good. <laughs> and then two, he, I had so much resentment built up over other things. And that's a lot of times that's the underlying issue there. Can you fix that? I don't know. In my case, not. What's interesting, especially when starting over again, and all of a sudden there's somebody new or there's new excitement brought to the table, that those things don't go away. So the question, again, in a relationship is how can you reignite that and just remember what it was like in the beginning? Mm -hmm. And what Tiffany said, one of the things was to really be open to experimentation you know, to other, to other things. And all, well, all that made sense. It was, it's a great talk. It's a, it, you know, if you tune in, do Tiffany. Of course, of course. Okay. But um, again, what, if, if one partner, then all of a sudden start, you know, what's something different or can we try that? Then the other partner might think something is up or, or it's just, it's a difficult, difficult thing to do it is is really a very honest answer and if you can talk about it if you can communicate on it if you're not ashamed to to you know tell her or him what you need what you don't like i mean that's that's really the key to to not having it veer off in directions where you can't come back from you know i think drilling into that um there's a the, the issue of telling your partner what you want I think it's more effective if you show the partner what you want. 
because a lot of times people don't want to be told what to do unless they get off on being told what to do, whatever. Everybody's got their own little things. But sometimes with the guys, they don't want it like, now she's telling me how to do this or that. They don't want the instruction book there. Mm -hmm. They, But if you show them, this is what I like, you show them what they could like. That's, that to that's, me is a lot more effective. And that's more actually more really a really, really good point. And uh, yes, that's a really, really good point because the way you deliver that uh, can be well received or not. And, you know, showing, I guess, you know, can be really kind of like more exciting too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like you get a little bit of a, you know, it's entertaining in a way too. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's not, it's not diminishing the power of, you know, to me, there's an exchange of energy when you have intimacy with somebody, even if it's your partner of a long time, you want it to be special and fresh and take it to that next frequency right. level, if you will. And you, you can do that if it's done the right way. So how do, what's the biggest key then to, um, to, to managing the sexual paradigm, if you will? Because also nowadays, there's, with a lot of couples, there's, there's swinging, there's role-playing, there's throuples, there's all you know scheduling sex no sex one partner wants it the other one doesn't what i mean it all comes down to communication i guess what is you, what are your insights and what else have you heard from some of your experts silka well again it's it's it, i think the answers i give tend to be you know air on in the old fashioned <laughs> uh, way because that's that's again the the demographic that we talk with but it is really about well, one, you know, the, the, the communication, but understanding like how, what, what's up with my body? Uh, what, um, gosh, I, I wish I had a good answer for you, Robert. I, I, I don't know. There's no, I think it, the answer is there's no one answer. Every situation is different, but we need to be present to be aware yes. of what needs to be worked on. So do you think, um, and from what you've heard that, um, People can change. I mean, people change over time, but can people change in terms of changing themselves to address situations with their relationships to make it work? Because it's so easy to walk away now, even though divorce can be very complicated. Uh, it, you know, we're in a swipe right, swipe left, delete, ghost, breadcrumb, ghosting type of uh, world now. Um, do you think people can change and and should we, how much of a chance should we give people to change when you're in a relationship and some things just aren't working that you might not have sussed out before you got into a committed relationship? I think people can adapt. I, I and there is, there's changes that can be implemented to, uh, I, I, will anybody ever totally change? I, I don't, you know, I don't think so. I don't think so. Again, my, my opinion, uh, I mean, relationships are, it's it's a give and take, and I think the compromising of it, you know, knowing how to compromise without feeling like you're you're giving something up, that's that's really the art of going of going forward, and not you know not not letting resentment build. Like resentment is the absolute killer of a relationship. So understanding where resentment came from, and then working on those things, that that's how changes you know can be implemented and you're given those those aha moments like you know i had no idea that i was doing this and, and being willing to listen both both sides now and learn and not and, and let go of the need to be right that's another really really big thing that i know i had i i, I had to learn that so 
Um, a lot of women I hear, they really want like, what, what is the guy working on? They, I was sitting in a, on another panel and a lot of the women were saying the guys are just, they made their money, they have their boat or whatever, and that's it. Now they expect like they want to, you know, arm candy type of thing. How, how, do, how, do, how do we address that? How do we get beyond that to more, um, they, they seem to indicate that they wanted a guy also to be self-aware and to be working on something. So one of them had a question when on, on, on the first date, which was, what are you working on? And the guy was like, took a step back basically. And like, what do you mean? I'm and talk, start talking about his golf game. And <laughs> yeah, we're how, how, right. how important is it for, for what I'm trying to get to is from a female perspective and from your experts, what is it that they want men to do to keep the relationship fresh and alive? And the one, the one example I heard was be working on something for self-improvement. Yeah, I mean, again, that's, yes, absolutely. I mean, I, I totally agree with you that we need to keep learning and we need to keep, uh, you know, just trying new things. Absolutely. Can you, I mean, just asking that question when you said that, what are you working on? Or, or, or if it's, <laughs> it's like, that's asking. not the way to do it. Yeah. No, I mean, I, it's terrible. That, that's a really <laughs> bad question <laughs> to ask. I mean, in, in it, it, a lot of times I do take uh, the, the defense of men, if you will, because I mean, I can speak for women. I can talk to women because I'm a woman. It's like, you know, you want to hit him over the head and go, what, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, just like you can, you, you typically take the, even though I want you to talk about what men really want, you always veer into what, you know, we need to understand what women want. And that's wonderful. But at the same, you know, that, and that's why when you ask me questions like this, I, sometimes I just want to just hit him over the head or her over the head and just go, what, what, why are you asking? <laughs> you know, you, you have to create it, not just throw this out there that we're, you know, you shut the man down. Does that? Yeah. You know, it's like how you ask certain questions. So, but what are, what are, what are women really looking for in terms of some of the signals they need to get that say, okay, the relationship continues to grow because if it doesn't grow, you know, life is movement. If you want to stay healthy, you have to move. And if you don't, it's like, you know, you ever go to a chiropractor, they'll say, you know, with your spine or whatever, it's because you, life is, you have to move. Mm -hmm. And if you don't move, you get bone right. spurs and stuff like that. So how do, what are, what are women's perspective in terms of what needs to be done to keep the relationship moving and alive? So they'll be engaged and they'll want to, you know, please their man and want to have a great communication and, and want to keep the relationship going instead of going as often happens. And it sounds like it happened with you with due respect where you were resentful mm -hmm. and um, I've been blindsided by unhappy partner and then bang, you get dumped. And a mm -hmm. lot of times guys, and it's not just me, it's like every guy, like I thought things were okay. Mm -hmm. She didn't really yeah. say anything about that. And sometimes things are said that we may not have heard what was really said. Words were spoken, but right. what was really meant, meant wasn't articulated in those words. You have to kind of read into it. And other times guys need to be reminded, like this is an issue. This is something we have to work on. It's not just a throwaway. So mm -hmm. talk to us uh, about that. What, are, what, are, what do men need to know? And what do women want men to do to keep the, the fires burning in relationships? So they feel beautiful and they feel smart and they feel 
welcomed and they feel connected and they feel taken care of and they feel good about the relationship. What well, you know, I think you just answered your question. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> it's not really, uh, you know, specifically here, you know, do this, buy her, fly, you know, it, it is maintaining, making her happy. You know, do you feel, I want to feel good with, with the person I'm with, you know, obviously there's going to be ups and downs, but, but trending and going forward and wanting to remain in a relationship, you know, do I, do I have fun with this person? Does he make me laugh? You know, do, do we enjoy being around each other and whatever it takes to cultivate that? Again, everybody is different, but you know, I, I always keep uh, coming back to if you like someone, you want to be with them. So do likable things. And it, 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 then that and that just naturally, may, you know, you, you do things. I, mean, I don't know what those things are to me that that need or that uh, desire to do that. Is, is the first step. It's almost the base to any sort of actions, you know, to take. How about um, just people taking care of themselves? Because sometimes oh. what happens over time, you have one partner, like you're a runner, you go out and run. I don't know what your partner was doing, but sometimes one person stays, makes fitness a priority. And the other person doesn't. That can become an issue because it's, it's it's a psychological thing as well as a visual thing where you want to feel great, you want to look great, and the other person maybe has a different perspective on that. That's not as important to them. And and then you start to grow apart because one person's working out all the time and the other person isn't. How have you heard about that being an issue? Yes, absolutely. I did a I did a, a, a whole segment on it. Has has a fitness work, you know, is that an issue in your relationship? Because it does become that way. Again, especially in long-term relationships when you know that is important to somebody and the other person's not, it does take you in two different directions. And both like as you just said, you know, both physically and mentally. And it can be a relationship killer. Fitness can kill your relationship. <laughs> That's I mean, great. I'm being facetious. I'm being yes. facetious, but it actually is a thing. People write about this, and uh, yeah, you need to be you need to be aware of that. If 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 that's important to one person, all of a sudden it's not important to the other, uh, or you know, maybe it's never been. Mm -hmm. Big, big, big can be a big issue. Absolutely. Uh, okay, my special guest, guys, guys, radio host and uh, star and producer of Second <laughs> Act TV, the fast growing YouTube channel sensation. Silka Schwarzkopf is with me today. We're talking about how to kind of keep the fires burning in a long-term relationship. And there's so many aspects of it. Um, we've been talking about intimacy. My last question on that, Silka, is can intimacy, uh, sex, mm -hmm. as well as intimacy, keep a relationship together if the other stuff isn't working? Or is that, was that, does that become kind of an, an appointment mindset, an appointment type of thing where, will we still do this well together? Maybe. You know, again, if if the other stuff isn't working, it's not likely you're going to be intimate is, is the bottom line. That's that's one of the main reasons women, you know, quote unquote, are uh, accused of withholding sex. And, and they do. I, I know I did in my marriage. It was like there was there's no way I'm going to have you know sex with him after this. <laughs> so if, if the other things in your life aren't working, yeah, maybe you can every you know every now and then, you know, have a nice little romp in the hay. But uh I, that's not going to keep you together. Keep, keeping a relationship together really is about the emotional connection that you want to be with this person. You want to make this person happy. And, you know, yeah, sex, sex is like the, 
the crowning part, you know, it's the whipped cream mm-hmm. on your relationship. It's a very, very important part of your relationship. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think it, it'll keep a relationship together. No. A lot of people talk about like the love language, how important it is yes. and listen to her, or his love language. So as you, as we move forward and we grow together or grow apart, whatever the state of the, the relationship may be, how important is love language? And does that love language change over time? Well, I guess we need to ask, uh, you know, Gary, Gary, that <laughs> uh, probably, it probably, first of all, it's super important. And that to me was also a huge revelation. I actually just uh, discovered the five love languages like 15 years ago. And it just made reading that made so much sense because this is another, uh, you know, uh, thing that women need to understand or men for that matter is that, we, you know, we want to treat, or if we treat you the way we want to be treated, doesn't mean that you want to be treated that way. And that's where the love languages really clarify that, that what I need to feel loved is different maybe than what you need to feel loved. And by understanding that, that that's a big part of keeping a relationship together, exactly. knowing that you're receiving it, even though it's not, uh, you know, the way you would give it. And you're quoting Dr. Gary Salyer, right? No, 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 I'm talking, no, uh, Gary, Gary, uh, the five love languages. <laughs> oh, who is that? I'm sorry. No, uh, oh, well, I don't have the book here now. Okay, all right, sorry. The book here now, five love. Gary Chapman, Dr. Gary, Gary Chapman. Chapman. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I got my Gary's mixed up there. But, Gary Salyer uh, is wonderful too. He's a he's a frequent yes. guest on, <laughs> and he's been on he's been on Guys Guys Radio also. Well, so and, and he has a big part, you know, yes. uh, the what um, connect uh, the theory of well anyway. I'm I'm leading us. You ask the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, last question then. If you could identify from what you've heard from the experts and putting it through your own Silka filter, what are the three keys to keeping a long-term relationship growing and uh, extending even further? Well, I, I keep going back to, you know, have a, a, a authentic desire to, you know, to, to want to, to be with this person. And do I like this person? If I don't like you, then I don't want to be with you. <laughs> I don't want to spend time with you. I don't want to be with you for 30 years if I don't like you. And for me, that is just such a big, you know, it's one, two and three, because if you if you like something, you're more apt to want to keep it, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And that's the way I mean, I've really adapted that to my life because there's lots of things that, you know, can make you mad or, or you know, irritate you or something. And then you go back to it. No, I really like him. <laughs> and okay. I'm not going to give that up over some silly, you know, something that 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 you can compromise on. So it really uh, to me that sounds like how does this person make me feel? Exactly. Okay, great. Perfect yes. way to end it. So Silka tell everybody where they can find out more about you and your show. Oh, well, it's, it's second act. Well, my the website is secondact.tv, and that's the number two nd.tv. And of course, on, on YouTube, uh, you can just, you know, second act TV. Or if you just Google, you know, uh, dating after 50, uh, Robert and my videos will probably come up. <laughs> Fantastic. So thank you so much for being back on Guys Guys Radio. We're going to see you again, and I'll see you on your show very soon, as always. Thank you. Thank you, Robert. I always love being here. 
It's Guy's Guy Radio. Okay, what a terrific conversation, as usual, with my buddy Silka Schwarzkopf. She's the host and producer of the popular YouTube channel, Second Act TV. It's all about relationships over 50, and that's exactly what we talked about today. We talked about relationships, not just over 50, but in general, and how it's important to keep those fires burning, not just intimately and sexually, but emotionally, and just how we grow together or grow apart. And that seems to be the choice. Do you grow together in a relationship or do you grow apart? And I think the big, biggest takeaway is it seems like the, the most important thing that we can do when we're in a relationship with a partner is to both grow individually and then bring what we're growing individually, the fruits of that work, to the table and see if there are things that we can share together. And that, that's a lot of fun because then, then it's a real partnership where everybody's contributing in their own way and in the areas where, that they're passionate about. And maybe then you'll see that we don't fit together. Or maybe it's like this is energizing and re-energizing and freshening up the relationship. And I think that's what it's all about. So consider that. Bring new things to the table. Keep growing on your own and just listen to your partner. Pay attention. So Guys Guys Radio, we're here every Wednesday evening on KCAA Radio in Southern California at 8 p.m. Pacific Time, 106.5 FM, 1050 AM. The show rebroadcasts every Sunday on KCAA at 6 p.m. Pacific Time. We're also available on all of the platforms that KCAA has. They're streaming, etc. The podcast, YouTube, and Rumble of Guys Guys Radio is available every Thursday. They post at different times during the day, but Thursday you'll be able to catch all of them. And if you want to watch the show, you can watch the interviews on YouTube and Rumble. And if you want to listen and you consume podcasts, which is really the core of the work we do here, um, we're available on just about every major platform there is. And we've been downloaded in over 100 countries and we chart all around the world. And so we're there for you. So if you like the guests and content I bring you each and every week to the show, I ask you to support us by very simply subscribe to the YouTube, subscribe to the podcast if that's what you consume, uh, review, rate, and participate. And just let us know what you think on social media, whatever. I'm all over social media on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. So reach out, say hi, and tell me what you think, and I'll see what we can do about getting the guests that you and the content you want to talk about and we want us to talk about and bring to you on the show. You can also catch me on my website, robertmanny, M-A-N-N-I.com. I've got over 300 blog posts about life, love, the pursuit of happiness. And you can also, while you're there, download three free chapters of my novel, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. It's the source material for everything Guy's Guy. And uh, you can pick it up. If you enjoy those three free chapters, you can pick it up on Amazon or wherever you purchase your books and you can get the physical form or the ebook whatever suits your needs and desires. And one other thing, I've been writing uh, for the UK Health Radio, where once again, we're on four times every weekend. It's the world's largest digital talk health radio station in the world. I write a column there uh, as part of their Health Triangle magazine, and I'm writing about aging because I think it's so important as I'm an aging dude to take care of myself and be available also because I have a a son who just turned 10 and I want to be around for a while for, to help enjoy his life with him. And uh, the name of the column I'm writing is called uh, Aging is a Choice. 
and it's a series I'm doing. I'm going to be writing about other stuff, but for right now, that's where my focus is. So I hope you'll check that out and enjoy it on Health Triangle Magazine. As you know, we're here on Guys Guys Radio. The purpose is to really help you live your best life. We bring in guests, thought leaders from all over, all aspects of areas of expertise that they have, whether it's they're a New York Times bestselling author, they're in sports, they're in music, they're in alternative medicine, spirituality, metaphysical stuff. I, I bring everybody on here that I think has something to add, who has a story to tell that can add value to my audience. And that's what we do here. So I want to thank the 750 guests I've interviewed so far on the show, and there's many, many more. I want to thank my wonderful producer, Chris, who always has my back, my strategy dude, Ryan. And most of all, I want to thank you, our growing audience, as we keep rolling here on Guys Guys Radio. We're back next week. And until then, like I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first. <laughs>